Hello, welcome to Chopcast. I'm Griffin. And Sam, Will, with me. Uh, it's been two weeks or so. Um, happy Thanksgiving. That happened. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa coming up. Um, yeah. Uh, not too much happened. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the, the GMs almost make like an armistice around Thanksgiving where it's just like, just kind of chill out. I think the only free agent signing that happened was like Mike Clevenger to the White Sox, um, which mm. wasn't a huge deal for me. I don't know. Um, and it was pretty quiet until all of a sudden, you know, today, literally, Trey Turner, um, Justin Verlander, and then uh, DeGrom a couple days ago, and there's been some other big moves. Uh, yeah, Clayton Kershaw today as well. Yeah, which, I mean, I feel like a lot of people kind of saw that one coming. I don't know. Yeah, still, very true. Um, do you know that him and – I think him and DeGrom are the same age. I could be really? wrong about that. Someone check me on that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to check. Which that would be shocking. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I would actually be pretty surprised by that. Um, I, saw, yeah, I think that was him. Oh. Wait. Yeah, no, DeGrom's 34. Like recently yeah. turned thirty or turned thirty four mid this year, and then um, Kershaw is also thirty four. Yeah, they're like yeah. three months. They're like three months apart. Clinton's just a little older. Yeah, Kershaw seems like he's almost forty. I don't know. He's just been around for so long. Um, but before we get into that, how was uh, how was y'all's Thanksgiving? Um, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I went home for the first time since moving to New York. So that was exciting. Just hung out with my brother. We do like our, our the way we do Thanksgiving. It's with my godparents. So just like a bunch of families. Uh, we all got together. It's kind of cool because like their family, they have, you know, they have children that are like my brother and I's like age pretty much exactly. So it's been fun to like grow up with them. And you know, it's it's like I only talk to them once a year, but it's always around Thanksgiving. So that's nice good football too can't really uh i mean besides the falcons but like yeah can't complain are they uh in atlanta too yeah yeah so they are in alpharetta so it's like 20 uh, 30 yeah. minutes away yeah like yeah. really really not too bad yeah will it was good honestly nothing notable um yeah do y'all not <laughs> usually do too much for thanksgiving every year i feel like that was what your mom kind of no we uh it's been weird like growing up like we would have huge like 25 26 people thanksgivings but then like all my cousins are like older than me um so they like all have kids now um mm -hmm. so they like do their own so it's recently probably like the past four or five years it's been smaller this year it was really small because you know we finally just like finished the move and everything, and frankly, you know, we didn't really want to cook, so mm, yeah, makes sense. yeah, it was pretty nice. Y'all get out somewhere, like yeah, we went to Idle Hour. Ah, uh, okay, nice. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was still good. Did yeah. your brother was he able to come up? Yeah, he was. Um, he had to go down later that day because he had there was some game he had to work or something. I don't know. Um, but Did they had a really uh, it was pretty sweet. Sam, do you know that Ward has, like, three jobs, technically? It's insane. I, yeah, I feel like I, I've maybe heard a little about he that. He does. Right? He works three jobs and then uh, is a full-time student. Wow. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's 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 insanely impressive. Yeah. yeah, and then like uh, this is side topic for people that don't know. This is my brother. We're talking about uh, like literally in his free time, he'll like go and volunteer. So like he literally like he's never home. <laughs> he's wow. never home. Which is insane. Wow. But yeah. Where where is he right now? In Nashville? Or... He's in Nashville. Yeah, I think he's going to quit one of the jobs next semester, which is probably for the best. Definitely, um, definitely a good call. Yeah. yeah. Um, what'd you do? What'd you get up to, Griffin? Uh, I really like Thanksgiving every year. Um, it, but I don't know. The last several years, really since junior year of high school, so that's it's been a good chunk of time. At least one of my family members gets incredibly sick. Um, and that can include me too. And oh, yeah. we end up doing a lot less than we figured we'd do. Um, I was still, I mean, obviously good to spend time with my family, but like, um, so the weekend before Thanksgiving, I uh, went up to the Georgia Kentucky game, stayed with Will, which Will was sick. Uh, he was supposed to come to that game, but, uh, he bitched out of it. Um, yeah. but, Anyway, so we came back down from that, and then my mom got sick pretty soon after, and she was sick for like a week and a half. She had some virus, had a virus over Thanksgiving, um, and she doesn't, like, every holiday that we do, like, she's organizing everything, and she's the head, and, like, uh, she physically can't stop herself from moving um, and doing stuff sometimes. Like, it's, I think she has, like, a little dose of OCD, like, legitimately, Mm. um, Mm apparently she was and she may hear this and be angry that i say this but uh she was overheard by my sister say to my dad i'm about to start vacuuming and i i don't want to and i don't know why and (laughs) and, like she had already vacuumed earlier that day and just picked it up because she was like i guess that's how she copes with stress or something Um, Mm. but so then um my niece was already sick uh my brother's daughter uh and then he got sick. He basically got the flu. Um, and then my sister got sick. She got some form of virus. Um, my dad and I were pretty much the only ones that didn't get sick. But, yeah. So we had Thanksgiving at the house, and it was fine. Um, we didn't get to go to our second Thanksgiving where we get to play football, and I see, like, all my step-cousins and whatever. Um, but it was all right. The, the, the football games on Saturday like that noon hour were so mm. good. Like uh, mm. Michigan, Ohio state was really gratifying to see uh, South Carolina and Clemson was really good. Um, you had USC and Notre Dame. Yeah. I was, was going to say the, the USC Notre Dame game was like, like it's so, it's such a shame about how our seasons like unfolded, but that was like awesome. Like, it was just genuinely one of those. It also, like, pretty much solidified Caleb, Caleb Williams as the Heisman. Uh, and obviously, like, USC has kind of tailed off this year. But to have, like, the Heisman winner most likely, it was fun to watch. Uh, that was I definitely a good way to cap it off. I think his Heisman odds got put in jeopardy with how badly he played against Utah, though. Yeah, he, he, he also smoked. Got, yeah, like. he, also got in, he also got injured. Um, like, first quarter, he hit his hand on, like, a helmet. 
and his pinky started bleeding on his throwing arm. And I then did see that, yeah. He was, like, hobbled for the rest of the game. I honestly don't even really know what happened. I'm so happy. that I was considering going to that game, and, like, I'm really happy that I didn't. But, yeah, I'm honestly game. just trying to – it was in Vegas. Yeah, so, oh, like, okay. I – and, like, a lot of my friends live in L.A. Um, from college, so they were all going, and it would have been fun. But, oh, yeah, I, I'm, like, trying to mentally block that out. I'm just – I'll take Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. Hopefully we win, and next season will be better. But, yeah, just misery, misery. Is he – he's a junior, right, or is he a sophomore? Um, I think the, like, grade level at this point is a little hazy. Like, I don't know exactly what he is, but I do know he has one more year at USC, and then he's going to go to the there draft. So, technically, like, a sophomore, junior-ish, like, kind of a combo of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all should probably uh, they should probably work on their defense a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, if they yeah, no, to well, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's so bad because like I, it was just it was really just a matter of time before like Caleb and our like our offense is so good and we had like Jordan Addison and Mario Williams like I think yeah. we legitimately had the best or like have the best wide receiver core in in the nation and Caleb's incredible and. We had just a hearth of running backs. Our offense was amazing, but you're right. Like, defense was just where it completely fell apart. So, hopefully, Lincoln Riley can work his transfer portal magic. But, yeah, that's that's the most glaring thing at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, getting into baseball, um, the Braves themselves have still kind of remained pretty quiet after getting, you know, signing Nick Anderson, signing Jesse Chavez. Um, I think that's... That's pretty much all that we've done in terms of mm-hmm. signing people this year. Uh, we did trade for Dennis Santana. Um, I don't think that we talked about that too much. We didn't. That happened like the day after we recorded our last episode. Um, I don't. I honestly, I didn't know that much about Santana, and still don't know very much. I know that he throws like in the hundreds or pretty close mm. to um but i mean it it stung losing heredia but i think we all kind of saw that one coming his production mm. was going way down and like he didn't even really have much of a defensive value which was pretty much all that he had at the end um mm. the one i didn't understand was jackson stevens um because, I mean, I guess, you know, we basically traded Santana, Stevens for Santana. Mm-hmm. So I guess we saw more in him, but it just, uh, it was a little disappointing to see him go. But what, what, what was y'all's reactions to kind of the cuts, the non-tenders, and the that trade? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, you're right. Like, the most notable things that have happened for us in the offseason – uh, which is very unfortunate, is that we've lost Stevens and Heredia. Heredia, I'm honestly surprised, lasted this long. Like, yeah. he had the intangible of being, like, the dugout mascot, and, like, just just the energy was unmatched. I, like, it's really hard to come by a player like that that just knows his role, and, like, his role is not on the field, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's it's a game of numbers, and it's it's it, it really comes down to money at the end of the day. Like, what are we really willing to, like, give for this person? Uh, he was not worth it. Like, we'll move on. It, it, it was a great chapter, but he's gone. Jackson Stevens, I think there might be something, like, under the surface or something. Like, there might be an injury or 
something that yeah. he fought through throughout the season because he's i mean if correct me if i'm wrong but i think he's still a free agent um and yeah we we non-tendered him so yeah 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 so he's like i mean something's there because he he really started to turn around and he was one of the more like fun relievers to watch towards the end um I don't know, though. Uh, I'm personally just waiting for shortstop to get figured out. I know we're going to talk about that a little later, but that, those are my quick thoughts. I just kind of glanced over um, all that, to be quite honest. Yeah. Will? Uh, honestly, I don't really have many thoughts on it. I mean, <laughs> we've talked about it before, but uh, relief pitchers and pitchers in general, they can vary. So much, they are so volatile, and like relief pitcher, pitchers, there's only like 15 to 20 that you can really count on year to year, and even that, like Josh Hader was terrible for like three years, and so, like, it's really just like a crapshoot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like these lower tier guys where they're not like they're not like the upper echelon, like the elite, yeah, and so. I really don't think it's all that big of a deal. Honestly, it probably came down to just cash. Yeah. I, adding on to that, I do think, I, I do think like Dennis Santana like fits in that mold of like, who knows? Like it's just, it's mm-hmm. like, he could be, he could be fine. And like, he's not in the upper echelon by any means. Uh, I think he had a good like 2021 season. He wasn't too good this past year, but you never know. Yeah, looking... Hopefully he can slide in. Yeah. I'm, I'm still like I I would imagine with this guy we had to have a long conversation with our pitching staff to see like I I would imagine we saw something that we can really fix his game with. Yeah. We're a lot more notable for like fixing batters like uh not as much pitching. Um so that concerns me a little bit cuz I'm looking at his stuff um, and it's not like, you know, Stevens, he's only been in the MLB for three separate years. And before this past year, he wasn't in the MLB since 2018. Um, and he didn't really play that much. Um, but Stevens, this past year, um, he had 20% K rate, 9.8% walk. He had a 3.69 with an expected ERA of 3.86. I guess it's a little bit a little part of it that uh like he was kind of maybe expected to regress a lot next year but then looking at dennis santana i'm just looking at baseball savant right now um his best season in terms of era was 2021 he had a 428 but he also had a 13.5 percent walk rate which was uh the bottom four percent of the league um And he had a walk rate of 14.8% in 2019. This past year, he had a 5.22, but he did have an expected ERA of 3.89. So maybe mm-hmm. that had something to do with being on the Rangers. Um, yeah. And we can feel like we can get that um, ERA down. Um, his pitch mix, he's 40, 40.5% slider, 39% sinker. So those are, like, basically tied for first pitch there's a change up and a four seamer um 13.3 and 7.3 respectively so he's got a pretty good mix um yeah his uh 
Fastball velocity is 91st percentile. Fastball spin, 92nd. <laughs> Excuse me. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, barrel percentage, like he's pretty high in whiff and not like allowing barrels. Um, but he's very bad in terms of walks. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're just trying to, if he can put it in the zone, maybe he can put it together. But that was interesting. And the the Stevens thing, I don't think it was really cash. It was trying to protect as many guys as we could from the Rule 5 draft. Um, and also, <laughs> I, like, making this trade just, he was the last guy, pretty much, who we didn't mm-hmm. really care as much about. So... Yeah, I don't know. Still a little upsetting. It was pretty funny seeing him go out there every time with uh, a beer belly. And mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed seeing him out. Uh, he was, like, out in the stands when they, when Chip and Jeff were calling the game from there at, when he was injured, and he was eating, like, a, a chili dog and drinking a beer. And That's so awesome, yeah. <laughs> this guy is technically a professional athlete, and he's out here just munching on <laughs> the worst food possible for you. <laughs> Um, yeah but yeah that's i mean it's pretty much it is uh that has happened for the braves so far but um now like the the major news um there's a couple of other <laughs> free agents i want to talk about but the main three being trey turner Degrom, and justin verlander what which one of those surprised y'all the most Okay, what, what, which one surprised you the most? Which one do you think is the best signing? Which do you think is the worst signing? Um, I'll, I'll go first. I think the worst signing was Trey Turner, personally. Um, obviously, there's an insane amount of salt swirling around in my body right now because seeing <laughs> Trey Turner, just seeing, like, I saw, I saw a tweet about it, and one of the replies is like, wow, like, Trey Turner and Bryce Harper are doing the whole, like, you know, who would have thought we'd both be here, meme or whatever, and, like, that kind of pissed me off, but for someone that, like, whose game relies so much on his speed, I really don't think the Phillies made a good deal here. Um, I think they wanted him. I think they wanted him, and they wanted him for probably five or six years, and he said, look, like, you know, I'll come to the Phillies, I'll take your deal, but, like, I want to be locked down for the rest of my career, and I want guaranteed money. Uh, there's like a no trade clause. It's yeah, like the 21. No I think there's like 21 million a year guaranteed. Like they're going to be paying him as much now as, as they will when he's 40 years old. And for me, I don't know. Like there's, yeah, there's just no way that I see Trey Turner as like a really good baseball player from 37 to 40 years old. Yeah. Like that, I feel like definitely that's not going to really be gonna... playing shortstop for that long. It, too. Exactly. And and I can't really see him as like a dh i mean maybe like he has a good average but he's gonna have to like really perfect his batting and rely less on his speed and his fielding which like i don't know maybe they're willing to take the risk i thought that was just a stupid fucking signing though um surprising wise was probably verlander um i like i think the mets made a good deal um they're paying him a lot of money but also like he did just win the cy young so clearly he's got a lot left in the tank um, I think it'll be a good change of pace for him. Unfortunately, we're going to have to, you know, play against him, and he's going to be in the same bullpen as Scherzer. Like, it, it sucks, but 
like I, I will say at first I'm like, oh, that's such a stupid deal for the Mets. But honestly, like two years for what, like 43 million a year, like that's, I mean, Steve Cohen's willing to do that. And they have, you know, it's so much money, but they're willing to, and like for sure, like go for it. Um, I think the best was DeGrom. Um, I don't know like the exact figures, but like the Rangers landing a name like that is huge. Uh, the Rangers are an organization that like, they're so far removed from the Braves that I can wholeheartedly say like, I want them to succeed and I think they deserve to, um, but yeah, that's kind of my uh, it's kind of my one two three there. Yeah, Will. Um, yeah, mine's pretty similar. I like, I love what the Rangers are doing. Not just because like, like what I think they're doing is the right thing, but also because it like bucks the trend where like the mm-hmm. same like six teams get everyone. Like yeah. it's so awesome to see teams like that, like Dallas. Just go like spend seven hundred fifty million dollars in two years. Mm, That's yeah. incredible. Um, and like whether or not it works, like it's like we haven't seen it yet clearly. But I do love that, and I do love the fit because obviously, like you have Jack Leiter, you have Kumar, like down below just waiting, and then they have Degrom just like there to teach him. So I do like that a lot. Um, and worst signing, I'd have to agree was Trey Turner. Um, I, I, I do like the fit. I just hate the length. Um, because like, I think they're going to be immediately better and they'll be better for like the first three or four years. Um, I think it's, I don't know what's going to happen, but the thought of like Andrew Painter coming up and then like joining that, like replacing one of Wheeler or Nola, whichever one leaves makes him a little bit more, formidable um but yeah by the time he's 40 like i don't think he's going to be he's not going to be hitting over 300 he's not going to be playing shortstop i don't know why they did that um and then verlander i think sam made a good point like uh he really wanted to be there and there was some post or some tweet i think it was john morosi who was saying that the phillies had allegedly wanted trey turner since the summer of last year Oh, which, wow. you know, like any team does, but like they were mm. intent on getting him mm. for that long. Um, so they seem will... fairly desperate and five or six was probably, you know, the best deal. But like he got a whole nother round of that getting was mm. it 11 years. Yeah. What makes me what makes me nervous about that, though, this took me like 30, 45 minutes to realize. But now the Los Angeles Dodgers don't have a shortstop. And, like, you know, they're going to back up the Brinks truck. And that could be Dancy, that could be Xander. Like, they're going to get one of them. Um, I can't see – I just can't see it being Correa. I just Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way. That fan base hates Correa, and he kind of hates them too. He just loves money, so, I mean, he'll go anywhere. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, there's been a bunch of people, like – and analysts and whatever that are saying Correa to the Dodgers and have been saying that for a while. But, like, I can't – if I were a Dodger fan, like, I don't know. I'd be so opposed to that. I already hate Correa as it is, and, like, I don't want to mm. see him on the Braves, and it's not going to happen anyway. But, like, with, the, you know, the whole 2017 World Series, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. My other thought is with Correa, like – regardless of what you think about him and like how he's played recently and everything, like he's been pretty incredible majority of his career and seeing what Trey Turner got, you know, he's just going to walk in there and say, I want this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, that just leads me to believe it's going to be one of the big ones for him. Um, and then Verlander, like, like what Sam said. I mean, it's just like they were willing to pay it. And I don't think it's too bad because, you know, it's not like you're taking on much of a risk. It's literally just two years. Like, I don't see, like, the issue there, especially when yeah. you have the richest guy in baseball. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. From, like, my, my, my you know, gut reaction to all of these, I think you can make a very good case uh, for all of them being either good or bad contracts um, or just signings in general. I, initially, I was thinking that Verlander was the worst signing just because, you know, he's tied for the highest AAV in MLB history. He's a 41-year-old uh, who had TJ, like, a year and a half ago. And um, I know that he just won a Cy Young, but he also looked really bad in the postseason. Mm. Um, so, and he technically was playing in one of the easier divisions in the MLB. I don't know. I mean, he's still really good. It's just like, I would be really, really hard pressed to give a 41 year old that much money. Um, mm-hmm. Two years, 86 million is ridiculous. Um, and that could be spent a whole bunch of other places. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the threshold for somebody like Steve Cohen is. Um, at this point, it's seeming to be nothing. Uh, yep. So if he has, you know, just as much money as he possibly wants to spend, then this means nothing. But if just, I, I see that as an objectively bad signing from like an an average MLB team um, making that. Like if the Braves signed him to that contract. I would have been a little excited. He's like, oh, he's really good. But I also been really pissed. Like, I was already pissed enough at the Charlie Morton signing. And, you know, Charlie's not the same level that Verlander is. But still, like, he has shown himself to be a really good pitcher. He regressed last year. Um, we're paying him 20-something million dollars next year when I just thought he was going to retire. Um, so... But now that I've kind of thought about it more, just those 11 years for Trey, I think y'all are, y'all are right. Like, I just and, – and the Phillies, I still don't believe in them. I know that they got to the World Series last year. Like, I'm not, I'm not even a joke saying good for them. I hate them. Um, mm-hmm. And they – you know, they, they did it, but I still really don't feel like they deserved to be there. They were the worst team coming into the playoffs like objectively um, mm-hmm. throughout the whole regular season so i mean they, they've been spending a crap ton of money they're spending now a billion dollars on six, on six players, players. Yeah. yeah um are you shitting me no six players yeah. Literally six players. Yeah. Sam, you look up which, which players those are. Like, uh, I kind of want to name them off the top of my head. I, I don't know exactly. It's definitely Harper, Schwarber, Trey Turner, Castellanos. Castellanos yeah. is definitely in there. Um, pitchers. Yeah, I mean, today, probably. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Six players. Um, but like, they're yeah, not going to be able to. Um, you got it. Let's see. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. 
Um, wait, I just I just had it. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is. Yeah, Harper, Wheeler, Rail Mudo, Castellanos, Schwarber, and now Trey Turner. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Insane. It's great. Um, that's six. That's six players. If one of them goes down, like I mean, you can say that about a lot of rosters, but like, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. On your on your note, Griffin. Also, like, I think this year was fun because. Like, there was a little part of me that's like, oh, it's like the Braves last year, but, like, fuck the Phillies. And also, there's just absolutely no way they go back to the World Series next year. No. Like, I, I don't see it. And th- there's just nothing, like, the, having the DH helps, but there's just no way they, they repeat it. There's no way they can build that momentum again. Yeah. There there are a lot of, like, there was a lot of statistical data points that just pointed to, like, showed them this is improbable. Everything that they're doing um so like they could have won the world series and that's how it happens sometimes like you know last year or yeah last year like we weren't we were like probably one of the worst teams coming into the postseason we had the worst record coming into the postseason um that was pretty miraculous but everything was just going you know right at the right time but the i've already talked about this like four times but like the difference in us and the phillies in that regard was we had been hot coming in for like the last two months like we were in a better team for that the last two months before going into the postseason. The Phillies, they had like a stretch where they won 11 games in a row or something, but they absolutely limped into the postseason. And the yeah. only reason they, you know, got in was because the Brewers did like limped even harder and sucked. They lost to the Marlins. Yeah, they lost a series they got to the Marlins. At home That's why. By the yeah. Marlins. Um, and like they shouldn't even have even won the wild card round against. Uh, the Cardinals, they did nothing that whole game. They had like two or three hits, um, and they were losing two nothing going into the ninth inning. But Helsley had like a dead arm and just literally walked in a run, and then Gene Segura got a two RBI hit, uh, and then the next game the Cardinals were just done, like they were toasted, and I think the Phillies won like two one or two nothing again. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't believe in them at all they've had all these expensive players for so long but like they don't build on depth uh they just sign these huge names and then it's like someone's inevitably gonna inevitably is gonna go down and then they can't really fill that hole they got really lucky with bryson stott this year yeah alec bohm last year like he turned it around yeah he turned it around in a like a huge way he sucked at the beginning of this season um and then stott was not great in the postseason at all. Uh, and then Brandon Marsh, who was not good in the regular season, started doing well in the postseason. And then, look again, looking at, like, stuff that just does not point to them being able to go far, but just all of a sudden it happened for them. Their bullpen mm-hmm. was one of the worst bullpens in the MLB, and it always – it has been, like, every year for the last half decade at least. Um, and they did not – I can't remember what their their ERA was, but it was like sub one. The whole bullpen's ERA was like a sub one going into the World Series, mm-hmm. which is just stupid. That's like it's the unbelievable of of the Pirates bullpen doing that, which they have like yeah, David what, what, Bednar, like they have a guy. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, well, what was the Phillies guy who like he was like their eighth inning guy that was just unbelievable out of nowhere. Jorge Alfaro? 
No, the, no, no, no. That's a, yeah, like the beer. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, I'm yeah. forgetting. <laughs> Jose Alvarado. Alvarado. Yeah, yeah, him. My bad. Yeah, I always... it, uh, yeah. No, I'm thinking Jose... of the, the the guy with like the beard. That's <laughs> it was like a, it was like a no, it was like a compound last name. Uh oh. Isaiah Kamafalefa. Yeah, it was I K F. Yeah. No, it was like Jesus something. Jose Alvarado. They had one guy. Or Sir Anthony. Sir Anthony Dominguez. Yeah, it was a Sir Anthony Dominguez. Yeah, they had guys Which... like that who just like suddenly just fucking were gods in the postseason. It was unbelievable. He was fun to watch, they, to be fair. They were getting thrown around like earlier in the season. I'm glad mm-hmm. Jose Alvarado, like, there are some players in the MLB that I don't have too much reason for hating him. Other than being on the Phillies, I'm allowed to hate whoever I want. Um, but like his just his demeanor and like how he reacts to stuff like I just hate that guy so much and I love like he's during the regular season when it's not the postseason and they just have this bullshit magic uh, he throws gas but he just walks everybody or he hits everybody like I think I would be terrified to be like standing in the box against him just because I know mm-hmm. there's a great chance I'm going to get hit by a hundred mile an hour fastball. Just a hundred one straight to the side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so like during the regular season, he's hitting people, he's walking people and then he'll it, it's hit, hit by pitch, walk or strike out. Like those are his only options. And so he's not great. And then in the postseason, like in the NLCS, the wild card, um, divisional series like he was doing great and i was pissed off i was like it has to stop at some point it's gonna break at some point um and then i watched this i didn't watch much of the world series if i'm honest because i just it i did disgusted me <laughs> just the, yeah. the whole it also whole just like the teams it also just like wasn't that interesting of a world series you know like yeah. i felt like there was like it was kind of like oh the the, the astros are gonna win you know, like it, it never really felt like. I think the Phillies, you know, know. were in it I, for the first three or four games. But when uh, the Astros were up five nothing in the first game, and then they they lost at that. Point, oh, I, I guess that like, is. I, I I was thinking like the Phillies are gonna win. This is sucks. But yeah, anyway, the first like three games. The, yeah. I was I was looking at this video that was like, um, the most devastating moment for like the opposing team in each of the last World Series, and the big moment. Uh, well, I guess one, the big moment for the the Phillies and the Astros was like when Chaz McCormick caught that ball like against the fence um, mm. in game five, I think. Um, but then I think it was game six where Jose Alvarado gave up like a two run, two or three run homer uh, that kind of sealed it, and I was like, thank the lord that it finally happened like i just need to see that man experience pain in some way <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah so i'm not too intimidated by the turner signing um and it's not like their their window is small to me it's not very large, and they're gonna have so. I think in like seven years they're gonna be a, like a pirates, almost. Yeah, I can see that. They got way too much money tied up. They're not gonna be able to do much. Um, I don't know. And then, 
I still don't like the Verlander signing very much, which makes me happy because, it's, you know, uh, the Mets hopefully screwing up. Don't know if it will actually happen or not. Like, there's a very good chance he could be good. But at, it, it still doesn't intimidate me too much. DeGrom being the same age as Kershaw, too. Like, he, when he is his best, he's the best pitcher in the league for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, happy for the Rangers that they got him, and I'm very happy that the Mets did not get him again. Um, but I could also, I mean, I could definitely see it blowing up in their face because uh, it's a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. It's 37 AAV. How many years is uh, it? It's, really it's five. Bad. So, like, not bad years-wise. Um, but, I mean, he's got those injury issues. He hasn't played, like, a full season, like a full, full season in a while. Um and it could still be easily another two years before they're good. And mm, so basically they that's a good point. Three yeah. prime years from him, and they're paying a lot of money each year. Um, but I do think I still love that they did that. It's yeah, awesome. I know. I enjoy it, like as a baseball yeah. fan. Um, but I do think like the intangibles he can bring too. Like it's something you don't necessarily think about with him because he's not super outspoken or doesn't really seem like a leader or anything, but, like, what he can pass on to what, like Will was saying, to Kumar and to Jack Leiter, um, which I love that he's going to be on the same team as Kumar Rocker now, too, being a former Met, and you know how the Mets, like, screwed over Kumar? <laughs> they fucked they fucked that one up so hard. Yeah. No, like, it was it was intentional. It was, like, a lot of people think, it's not confirmed, but a lot of people think that they did what they did intentionally, to get like another a compensation pick in the next draft. Oh, yeah. So like they that's fucked. Like, that's so. Yeah. It makes sense though, because he was like clearly injured, and they just like didn't even give him the time of day. Yeah, there there was a lot of thought that they just didn't get their guy. Like their guy already got picked, and they didn't want really anybody else. Didn't want to pay the money for him, so they're just like we like. Basically, like, our scouts see somebody else we want next year, so we're just going to pick this guy, not sign him, say that he's got, like, you know, too many physical issues, and that gives you reasoning to, like, not sign him, as opposed to, like, yeah. we just didn't want to. Oh, that's um, evil. That's so evil. <laughs> so I'd love to see that come back and bite him with the help of DeGrom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, looking at some of these other ones... Um, Jock ended up taking his qualifying offer, which made me sad. Um, I mean, they're they're probably they're probably going <laughs> to find either Judge or Correa. It looks like. Excuse me. Apparently, uh, Judge is. I think it was John Morosi described it as it's fifth. It's like fifty fifty between San Francisco and New York. Mm-hmm. Um, as in the Yankees or the Mets. The Yankees, not not yeah. Okay. They they're pretty much the Mets are pretty much out on him. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Martin Perez accepted the qualifying offer. I like that um, with the Rangers. Kershaw mm-hmm. back to the Dodgers. Rafael Montero. This was another kind of under the radar, potentially terrible signing. Um, Rafael Montero, is thirty two, is a reliever. Um, Three years, thirty-four point five million for the Astros. 
which mm-hmm. is a little surprising that they'd spend that much money on a reliever. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the second, easily the second most paid reliever now at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rizzo back with the Yankees. Tyler Anderson moving to the Angels. I didn't really care about that one too much. I feel yeah. like he's, a, anyone that goes to the Angels, they end up sucking. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, Robert Suarez. I forgot about this guy. He's only been in the league for one year. Um, this was the guy that they kept talking about, like who's from Venezuela on the Padres, throws gas. They used him a lot. It's five years, $46 million, um, for a dude who's really only been in the MLB for one year and as a reliever wow. is nuts. Um the two other main ones that I, I, I want to talk about for a second before we kind of talk about the shortstop situation, which we're kind of pressed for time right now, but uh, what did y'all think about Jose Abreu to the White Sox? Or, sorry, the, the Astros. Astros. And, and uh, Zach Eflin to the, the Rays for three years for $40 million. I liked uh, Eflin to the Rays because, you know, He's going to win a Cy Young. <laughs> like that. I guess. I mean, yeah, I figured that um, was magic. Yeah, it's just like they they get these people and then they turn them to animals. Um, it's just the way like, that it happened. It didn't make sense. He's the highest paid player in Ray's franchise history. That's crazy. That's Zach crazy. Eflin. That's like I, I thought he was just going to go to some average team and be like a three-hole. I, I yeah. was not high on him. Like, I'm going to look at his baseball savant. Well, the, my whole thing is, like, you know, it's, like, it's tough to criticize the Rays because they seem to do everything right. The only thing they don't do is spin, but, like, you can't really blame the front office on that. That's sort of just the owner saying, like, you can only spend this much. Yeah, but um, they, they just spent the most ever in franchise history on Zach Eflin. Like, I feel like the, the thing is, it was, like, it was, like, it was an auction – it was an auction, and it's like – I felt like a fine number for Eflin was like two years, $20 million, or like three years, $25 million or something like that. And the Rays just like – like everyone's, you know, saying something in the high teens, the early $20 millions, and then the Rays are just like three years, $40 million. It doesn't make Everyone's sense. Like, All right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but I'm confident it's going to work out. I just – it's I, I, I'm telling – I'm totally with Will on this one, honestly. I think, like, I, I'm looking at his stats right now, and he's had an ERA plus of above 100 for the past four years. Hmm. So, like, he's a good player. He'll get it done. And the Rays are the – I think the Rays probably saw that, and they're like, we can have him as, like, a good run-of-the-mill pitcher, and we'll make him better somehow. Like, hmm. I think it's probably – I mean, it's kind of a ga- – it's obviously a gamble. Everything's a gamble, but – yeah, I'm with Will. I'm I'm with Will on this one. I think he's going to end up being really good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I figure he'll be good. It's just the amount of money that he was paid that frustrates me. Like yeah. they didn't have to pay that much. I, I, <laughs> I would imagine, like that's just at least what I think. Um, I would imagine that the Rays would, you know, they are the bargain bins, the main bargain bin of teams. They know how to thrift shop. Um, but it just like. That amount of money for I I chose him like going to the Brewers who are like a if there's a team that you have no idea what they're gonna do next year it's the Brewers like are they gonna be terrible or are they gonna sneak in somehow it's just like just yeah. to have somebody and I was thinking he's gonna get like something in the 
15 to 25 million range at the most. Um, so I, I guess he was a lot more wanted than I thought he was. Um, mm-hmm. But now, now looking at it, I guess they kind of saw like uh, his exit velo was in the top four percent of the league, meaning that it was really, really low. Um, his hard hit rate was also top six percent of the league, and his uh, walk percentage was in the top nine percent. But he had four oh four with an expected ERA of three two seven, but still, like, I don't know. It, it, it confused me a little bit. But what what did, what did y'all think about Abreu? In terms of the Abreu one, I think it's interesting because it's not really something that Astros have done in recent years because they don't really spend uh, money on first baseman and they haven't like committed to people this early in the winter. And you know, I thought of when they got rid of or their GM like stepped away or something. I'm blanking on his name. And I'm curious to see how it plays out um, just because, like, they're under new management, which isn't always a good thing. Like, they've probably been the most consistent and, like, dominant team over the past five years. Like, they've been to four World Series or something. Um, I think and, like, in the last five. Yeah, it's insane. And, uh, like, it, it's very uncharacteristic of them, especially comparing them to, like, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but when they were under the former GM, um, yeah, him, yeah. Ryan Click or something. I forgot James, his name. Maybe James. But, Clicks, um, Click. Yeah, that was like my immediate reaction to it. I'm sure it'll work out, but it's just like wait and see. Yeah, I it just made me angry because I really like Abreu, and I don't like you know seeing players that I like go on the Astros. It, <laughs> It's it's getting to the point. Once Altuve, like so, them putting Abreu in is officially like I feel like Guriel is going to be gone. He's like forty one now too. So yeah, he's that's up another there. one. That's another one I'd love to just never see on a TV screen again. <laughs> um, but like once Altuve's gone and Bregman's gone, I Astros will start to become more of a normal team for me. There, I already hate them mm. less, you know, than I did when all this started coming out, but it's still, it's still icky. I don't know. Um, do you want to try to talk about uh, the shortstop situation real briefly before we wrap it up for the Braves? Sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Go, go ahead. If you, if you want to start it off. Well, uh, I mean, so I posted something on our Instagram. There were like one of the, one of the writers for MLB trade rumors, uh, wrote an article a while ago that said like if we are not gonna sign Dansby we're more than likely out on all the other shortstops which I mean is just kind of common sense for the most part unless we just dip into our fundings uh, in our funds a lot mm-hmm. uh, I could see us getting Xander definitely not Correa yeah um, I don't think that's happening and at that point it's like if Anthopolis is uh, not getting what he wants like he thinks Dansby's overvaluing himself which I definitely think he is and now with the uh Turner getting this deal like I like Will was saying earlier like I think uh or maybe one of y'all said earlier that uh the Dodgers are gonna kind of like put everything that they have you know which is already a lot they're gonna give a, some shortstop a lot of money mm-hmm. um so it just it, it's looking more and more like 
Swanson's going to be gone. Um, and we're not willing to pay him what the Dodgers probably would. Um, maybe with Bogarts. Like, I feel like we would pay a lot more money for Bogarts because he's a proven shortstop and he is much better at hitting um, than Dansby. Not great with the glove, but like, if we're going to pay a bunch for somebody, I feel like we would rather pay for him than Dansby. But if not, then it's either going to be Grissom or, or Arcia. Um, I'd honestly prefer Arcia starting out the year on opening uh, day, just because <clears throat> you know what you're getting more. Um, I don't know. What, 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 are y'all's, what are y'all's thoughts on the whole situation right now? Um, <clears throat> I mean, like... It's just such a shitty spot to be in right now. Because, like, I, I think everyone's kind of... Everyone's thinking the same thing. Obviously, it'd be great to have Dansby back on a team-friendly contract, but that's not going to happen, and he's probably going to go to the Dodgers, which is going to be the worst part uh, now that Trey Turner's out. I don't think we're going to re-sign Dansby, to be honest, and I think we're going to roll with Arcia and Von Grissom. Um, I think if we're not willing to shell out for Dansby, it'd kind of be like spitting in his face to go out for, you know, Bogarts or, you know, Correa. And that's just bad juju on the team. Like, I think that'd be – that just wouldn't sit well with the fan base. It'd be – I just I just don't think it'd be a good look. It, it, I think there would be bad repercussions. And obviously it'd be great to have, like, Correa or Bogarts, ideally Bogarts. But, yeah, I think it's probably going to be Von Grissom and Arcia, which is interesting. Uh, I totally agree. I think Arcia starting, you know, opening day would be, would be nice. Uh, he looked pretty good towards the end of the season. Uh, he's reliable. He's not a beast, but he'll get it done. And, you know, if he starts to look shitty, we'll have Von Grissom and hopefully Von Grissom has like a Michael or has like a, you know, has a Michael Harris arc. Mm. Ideally, you know, we, we'd love to have the rookie of the year again, but yeah, that's my thoughts. I, I don't think Dansby's coming back. And I think if we go for someone, it'll be Bogarts and, but that's looking less and less likely. So, yeah. yeah. The, my point with that, like, I think, as the more comments I've seen on our own page and then other Braves pages is like the people who are more invested in the Braves, like uh, in terms of Braves fans and whoever, a lot of them, you know, you keep seeing like the signed Dansby stuff, but I feel like I see a lot of comments that are like Dansby's not worth more than 160 million. And I feel like a lot of people realize that um, if you kind of know the free agent yeah. market, even a little bit, like my, my gut reaction for like how much he was worth, is like at the very most 140. Like I would be fine if we paid him 160 if it meant like he's coming back and like I don't know. But I I see him being 120 to 140. Uh, I would be more comfortable paying some if I if I had to pay 160 million to either him or Bogarts. I'd rather pay Bogarts because he's actually more valuable uh, and. Yeah he could get even up to like 180. I don't think he'll push past 200, but, um, so yeah, I mean, there'd definitely be a lot of people that are upset and a lot of people that are kind of like, I like, not, not to be like mean or say like, I I'm smarter than you, whatever, but like more fringe Braves fans or people that are just kind of like, you know, like to watch game ever so often, they'd be pretty, pretty upset that Dansby wouldn't be back. Cause you know, he's like, he's the most tenured brave that we have on the field mm-hmm. at this point. And it would be upsetting in that regard. Like yeah. you don't want to see yeah. us changing out people like that. But 
I don't know. Will, what do you think? Yeah, I'm similar sentiment. I think every day that passes, like the less and light, less and less likely it gets. Uh, because like we all know how AA is like if it was his choice it would have already happened by now um and so like I I think it's a bad sign that it's taken this long though it's still early in the winter I do want to say that mm. uh, but it doesn't inspire any confidence especially when you see that the Dodgers need a shortstop now yeah um having said that though I just Part of me thinks that Anthopolis may try and trade for one instead of yeah. rolling with Griff. Because hmm. I don't think – I don't know how you all feel about this. I don't think Grissom can play shortstop at the big league level. I know he played it in the minor leagues, but that sort of means jack shit. Um, and one player that comes to mind, I have no idea if he's like on the trade block, but that team has made a lot of trades, is Willie Adamas. He would fit in really well. He'd fit in really, really well. Um, I don't know if they're, like, shopping him or anything, but I know he gets paid soon, and I know the Brewers almost certainly don't want to pay him. Um, Yeah. I will say, I don't know, like, the feasibility of getting him because, like, the Braves' farm is is bad. Um, Yeah. So I just – I don't know what exactly it would cost, but something like that, I would – I would be more eager to do that than give Dansby $180, $160 million because I've been a big Dansby critic. Um, he definitely shut me up this year, but also, like, he has a lot worse. He has more worse seasons than the one yeah. he just had. Like, there's no reason to pay him based off one season. Like, he, yeah. he's given more evidence that he's the other guy. Um, I'm, I'm also going to dr- – so I was just going to – quickly drop this for reference i was just perusing through some stats uh we all know the season dansby just had he had a 115 ops plus and xander bogarts had a 130 like just for reference you know like like we're all we're also like really praising like dansby had this like incredible season like yes he's an all-star but like he wasn't like lights out you know we could do better um obviously it's it'd be fucking great to have xander bogarts but you know i it, su- it sucks to say out loud. Like, it's, it's like you're talking shit about your, like, child. But, like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's going to ask for too yeah. much. It's, it's, he's simply going to ask for I too think, much. And, and that's not how I, AA works. I think at this point, like, the fact that he didn't re-sign before going to free agency, it kind of shows where his heart is in it, too. Like... At the end of the day, I know, like, it's a business and you're trying to go find your value, but, like, if you really wanted to be back in Atlanta, it always comes back to the point, like, you could have signed before getting to free agency. Um, Like, somebody like Chipper Jones and the value that he had never got to free agency. He always re-signed before getting to free agency because he knew that he wanted to stay with the Braves. Um, And Freddie, like, honestly set a bad precedent for Dansby. Like, uh... Dansby even said, like, I learned a lot from Freddie's situation and, like, hearing from him and whatever. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, that's pretty annoying to me. I don't know. So yeah. I would still, you know, I'd still love to have him back, but at the right price, too, at this point. If you, if he's going to play business with us, like, I'm going to play business with him. Um, mm. 
I don't. He's not worth 160 million. Like everything he's done in his career, like what you just pointed out, um, this whole career he's been pretty mediocre, especially for what he was supposed to be. Um, mm. and, first, I mean, yeah. yeah, and he had his first month this year was abysmal, and it seems like every year his kind of standard was like one absolutely terrible month, one of the worst hitters, one really great month, and the rest of the time he's mediocre. This time it was like one absolutely terrible month where he led the league in strikeouts for a month. Um, and then now like two great months, and then the rest of the time he was just kind of average. Um, so to me, like, this would be more de- deserving of like a prove-it year, you know, like a one-year contract um, where it's like, is this, you know, actually you, or is this just, you know, you had a really good year for, for, for him. Um, while Xander is just so good that he had a better year than Dansby did, but, like, no one really notices because he was on the Red Sox and they sucked, and just, like, it, everybody's used to it. Um, so, I don't know. As we close out, let's just do this last thing. Just what, what would... What situation would you want right now? And what, what, what would you least want? And that can be a person and a figure... Or like, or, or whatever. Um, I can I can start and I can tell you. So like for me, I would most want to have Xander for like 180, somewhere between 160 to 180. That would be optimal for me. What I would least mm-hmm. want is Dansby for 160 plus. Yeah. I would rather just go with Arcia and Grissom. I agree. I, I'm on the same page. I think the worst case is like a maxed out Dansby contract. But I, I just know that I know Liberty Media. Like I know Alex Anthopoulos. I mean, I don't really. And that's why I know like that. <laughs> he's, he's not like it's not. And Will, I, I really like your point about like Willie Adamas, too, because AA is the type of guy that's like on the phone with the Brewers right now. Like yeah. he's he's asking around. He's not like pigeonholing him himself into like these three guys there's i think we might see something really interesting happen um worst case is a max dansby contract like obviously love the guy he's had a good year but it's not worth it like it's just not i and i and i know like the exact reaction everyone would give if we maxed out dansby and just like gave him a big contract everyone would say well look at all the stats and then you'd have the fringe braves fans that are like oh like that's a great deal but really it's not um, obviously most ideal is Xander Bogarts, but that's a bit of a pipe dream. Uh, hopefully that works out. I mean, that'd be fucking incredible if we could, uh, that's my Christmas wish list at the moment, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I like, I definitely lean more towards the Arcia and Grissom camp. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold that they can like handle shortstop at the major league level. Um, but the other thing to take into account is like the Braves. I don't know what their payroll is at right now. Um, We're like they... at the threshold of the luxury tax. Okay. And, but Liberty Media has said that they plan to go above it. Okay. Which if you're gonna go above, like there's no reason to just keep spending. There's no mm. reason to not just keep spending. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they have to pay Max Freed soon, and like that's a whole other discussion. That's true. But. Dude, pitchers get expensive. Like he's gonna get thirty million dollars a year. Like he's gonna yeah. get that thirty-five million. That scares uh, me because I don't, I don't want to lose him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm not sold that that's gonna happen. And like then you start 
signing Xander and Dansby, that shit's not going to happen. Like the Braves aren't going to pay someone at that point to play one once every five days. Like that's yeah. just not going to happen. And so like I'd rather have Freed than like Dansby or Xander and like deal with a serviceable like filler guy. If that makes yeah, sense. That we can we can also trade. Basically, two guys that are kind of stop gaps. We can see what they do, and then uh, if yeah. they're not doing great, they can get us to the trade deadline. Hmm. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah. At this point, it's honestly like I, I would – Dansby's the least of what I want of all those situations, yeah. unless we get him for 120 to 140, which I just – the Dodgers are going to throw a crap ton of money at him, but it looks yeah. like. Yeah. But, well, we went over time. By like 15 minutes. That's my Classic. bad. Uh, yeah. I did it's well last good, time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, th- this free agency has been like nothing, 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 huge stuff, and then nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, um, So hopefully the Braves do something soon. I mean, apparently Anthopolis was on the phone with Dansby like two days ago, and mm-hmm. – even that shit doesn't get leaked, but like Anthopolis was like, "Yeah, I talked to him," and that's about as leak heavy mm. that he gets. But we'll see what happens. Um, we'll be back in a week or two, and hopefully something has happened. And I don't know. We got to sign somebody big, just yeah. even if it's a left fielder, or DH, or whoever. I don't know. But the uh, stove's hot. No, the stove's hot. Uh, Trey Turner signings, I think really going to ignite it and hopefully this next week is exciting because i'm ready for baseball it's yeah, been a month gotta, but i'm so ready for baseball again 81 <laughs> days until spring training there we go <laughs> 81 long days count them down all right at least the falcons are good <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all right uh, go braves go braves see y'all um